Hello, film lovers. Yes, it's that time again. Sit down, relax, whap out your popcorn and pop in your headphones. It's time for the Films I Love Most podcast. Merry Christmas! Hello, film lovers, and welcome to episode 15, goodness me, of the Films I Love Most podcast, Christmas Eve, I'm calling this episode, because it's not quite the Christmas special, because that's going to be in a few days' time, but this is Christmas Eve. We've got so much to talk about on the podcast this week. It's been mental the last two weeks, hasn't it? I think that we just need to relax, calm down, make ourselves a nice cup of tea, which I have right here, and a little mince pie, and just think about the things that are important to us. And that, of course, is film here on the Films I Love Most podcast. Some of you might be feeling a little bit disconnected from the real world at the moment after recent events in the UK. If you're listening abroad, with which we have lots of listeners, oh my goodness, we have people listening in Brazil, the United States, all over Europe, Portugal, France, Germany, Italy. Um, I think there was somebody who was listening much, much further afield in Australia looking at the statistics that we get through um thank you very much and of course you are more than welcome to listen to the films i love most podcast and even more welcome to come and visit the uk and come and enjoy everything that we have to offer here in the united kingdom you are more than welcome and if you ever do come over let me know and maybe we can get together and watch a movie so that aside let's get on with episode 15 of the Films I Love Most podcast. It's time for movie news. Let me just take a massive gulp of my cup of tea before we start on the absolute mammoth task of getting through everything on this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. So... We are back in the usual, normal dungeon, and I'm feeling a lot more comfortable. Um, it's The tea is obviously not as great, but you can't win everything. So, we are going to get on with movie news. And firstly, I want to talk about Star Wars. Of course I want to talk about Star Wars. We are just a few days away now from the premiere of Rise of Skywalker, episode 9 of the Star Wars saga. Also, the very last episode. So, well, they say that, but you just know in a couple of years' time, there'll be a reboot. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. And I look forward to it because I love Star Wars. So, let's talk about the original edits of the original trilogy of Star Wars. Not the prequels, I'm talking about the three original films. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, the original prints were released on VHS but they've never been released on DVD or Blu-ray as far as I know 
And they're not going to either. There's been news this week that the Star Wars original versions will never be released again. If some of you remember, in the 90s, George Lucas decided to go back and add new effects to those old, old three movies. And they're the only versions that we can now get, which is really sad. I know that if you hunt online, you can find the despecialized versions. But yeah, the reasoning for this has been spoken about this uh, week from J.J. Abrams, who is not too happy about the fact that those original copies would never be released again. I just think that the reason is is that it's almost a definitive version of George Lucas's vision of the film, so therefore he doesn't really want that tampered with. And, you know, maybe there's an issue with making those old copies... 4k or making them in a good condition to be released i'm not too sure but i really hope that in the future george lucas sees the error of his ways or disney see the error of the ways and release them because there is something very special about those despecialized versions that i think that everybody should see especially young people that are growing up with the new trilogy who want to go back and explore and experience those old films i think it's quite nice for them to experience them how they were first portrayed in the 1970s and 80s so fingers crossed for the despecialized versions of the star wars movies being released and if that is something that you would like to see get on twitter get on instagram get on facebook and ask disney to release those despecialized versions if that's something that you want because the more people that ask well they won't be able to say no if there's a huge crowd of people wanting them yes so top gun Two, Maverick, starring Tom Cruise, is out very, very soon. And a new trailer was released today. The trailer looks interesting. Lots of flying, lots of, you know, power ballads and dramatic music and cockpit... <clears throat> cockpit sequences focusing on Tom Cruise's two or three facial expressions that she pulls in any movie. But I'm very excited about this. I think that the original Top Gun film is iconic. I think that it has a legacy. I think that a lot of people enjoy it still, even new people coming to the film. I remember watching it with my brother, who is a huge Top Gun fan, and he used to quote the film all the time. So it has definitely got its following. Um, it just seems to me a little bit of a sequel that no one was really asking for. I think we've had a few of those kind of movies this year. And um, yeah, let's just hope that it does well at the box office. I think that it's a nostalgia project. So it's very hard to predict what will happen at the box office, whether a lot of people will flock to it and take their sort of kids or whether teenagers will find something in it that they find interesting. We shall see. But Top Gun Maverick is out in 2020. It's going to be very exciting. Um, any Top Gun out fans out there, please get on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Let us know what you think about the new Top Gun movie being released and your predictions. And are you excited? Are you looking forward to it? Is it something that you would want to see? Let us know. So, A Quiet Place 2 is coming out very soon. And I'm very excited because I really enjoyed the first one. I'm going to do the whole of movie news like this from now on. 
it's actually quite nice. Probably nice for your hearing and ear holes also. <laughs> so A Quiet Place is coming out this year. Very soon, actually. I'm very excited. It's called A Quiet Place Part 2. Very imaginative title. And the teaser trailer has been released. But you can only see it if you go and watch um, Black Christmas at the cinema. So if you go and watch Black Christmas, there's a trailer for A Quiet Place Part 2 just before A Black Christmas starts. So, yeah. If you want to check it out, go and have a look. I saw Black Christmas the other day. I will be reviewing it. But I didn't see the Quiet Place trailer. So I'm assuming that they're just maybe showing it at selective cinemas, maybe just in the States, but I didn't get to see it. So I can't comment. But all I can say is it's a film that I'm very much looking forward to. And what I really liked about it was that some cinemas only served marshmallows at the counter, which I thought was a really nice idea. So that's A Quiet Place coming March 2020. So Jonathan Goff, he is famous for Glee. He's done Mindhunter, the Netflix show. Um, And also, if you're a musical fan, he was the original king in Hamilton on Broadway. But he has just been signed up. For Matrix 4, yeah, it's time for our random Matrix 4 news. Matrix 4 has been greenlit, it's been written, and it's going to film very, very soon. And it's also going to be starring Carrie Ann Moss, back as Trinity, and also the man himself, Keanu Reeves, back as Neo. How they're going to do it, I don't know. I have recently watched the Matrix trilogy again, probably just before the summer. And the ending of The Matrix, the last one, Revolutions, ends pretty conclusively that not many people are left alive. So how The Matrix 4 is going to sort of revitalise the franchise and bring back those characters, I've got no idea. But I am really, really looking forward to it because I do like The Matrix films and I think there is still a story to tell and still a place in modern society for that kind of storytelling and genre so i'm very excited about the matrix 4 that is all the movie news that we have for this fortnight obviously next time we speak will be christmas so i'm hoping that maybe some christmas uh, movie news will drop and we'll have something very exciting to tell you next week Thank you so much for all your Christmas messages. A lot of you are sending me DMs telling me how much you're enjoying the podcast and how much you're looking forward to Christmas and wishing us all here at the Film As I Love Most podcast a Merry Christmas too. Um, I try and get back to as many people as possible. Sometimes it's difficult because I'll receive your email or your your e-card whilst I'm working or watching a film or doing something else. So it's very difficult to keep on uh, on track with everybody who's sending me um, Christmas wishes. But I do send them all back to you. And I'm really looking forward to the new year and what that will bring for the Films I Love Most podcast. As you know, we have some very exciting projects coming up. We've got the Films I Love Most audio cinema, which is... Ticking along very, very nicely. First script written, second script, almost there. Just working a few little plot points that I want to get in there. And 
next year we will have two full cast productions for you. So I'm very excited about that. And of course, don't forget that on Facebook now you can donate to our very, very special selected charity for this year, which is Shelter, which helps vulnerable people get a roof over their heads, which I think all of you can confirm is a very, very important charity. So all you need to do is go onto Facebook, find the Films I Love Most podcast, like us, and you will see on there that there is a link to be able to donate to that charity. And it's under our Film and Friendship initiative. So Film and Friendship is a idea that we came up with to try and get people together over the Christmas period because loneliness can be very difficult especially at Christmas people are working away people maybe don't have family near them and it's important that they don't feel lonely so friends and film is an idea to get people to go and watch movies together whether it's at the cinema or each other's houses just get together and watch a film and spend some time together and even if you think oh, that person is posting on Instagram every day and Facebook, so they can't be lonely. Look at all the amazing things they're doing. Remember, on social media, people only put the highlights, but that might be one or two a week. So even if these people seem like they're having the best time ever, they might not be feeling 100%. So get in contact and go and watch a film or watch a film at your houses and get together over Christmas and let's try and stamp out some loneliness this year. So get over on Facebook, sign up, have a look, read the rules and regulations. They're not very long and boring, but click on there and subscribe and donate to Shelter because it's a very, very important charity. As some of you can hear, I've got a bit of a delicate voice today so I do apologize I am drinking my tea I have taken a little nibble of my mince pie so it's time for reviews we've got quite a few to get through this week so bear with me and I will try and reveal to you what you should be going to watch at the cinema because there's some good stuff out actually but there's also some really really bad stuff and we've also got some news about films that are being released on Netflix so if you have Netflix and you want to curl up under the duvet and watch a movie we've got some suggestions for you so we're going to start with Marriage Story which is on Netflix starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson it's um, a compassionate look at a marriage breaking up and a family staying together so Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver are a couple that have been together for quite a while. They work together. Adam Driver's character is a director. Scarlett Johansson's character is an actress. She was in a teen flick in the 90s. And when Adam Driver's character Charlie met her, he fell instantly in love. And they've been together ever since. And they have a son. It starts off with letters being read by each other about each other, which I thought was beautiful. And they describe what they love most about each other. And then it quickly dissolves and they are in a marriage counselling session 
where you discover that the whole letter scenario was actually an exercise set by the marriage counsellor because they are on the verge of divorce. As the film continues, you see these two people that obviously love each other but can't be together. And it's heartbreaking to see these two characters go through what they have to go through. It also shows the absolute horrific and demonising procedure that people that want to get divorced in the States have to go through, even if they want to do it amicably and they want to stay friends and they want to do the right thing for the kids. It's almost like that the solicitors are there to try and stir the pot and create trouble and try and accuse others of just doing horrible things just to try and get more money or to try and look like the better person in the scenario, which is absolutely horrendous. And Marriage Story really, really shows how far some of these lawyers go to try and manipulate situations. The performance in this the performances in this film. I'm getting a bit emotional, sorry, because I really, really did love this movie. Um, the performances in this film are second to none. It's almost like watching a masterclass. Adam Driver is spot on with a man going through an unravelling situation and not being able to control it. And Scarlett Johansson plays the hurt woman who is scorned who finds out that at some point her husband did have a one night fling with someone and therefore she finds it very difficult to deal with that it's just so beautifully acted and it's two and a half hours long and I was completely and utterly absorbed into this family and I and I cannot stress how much this film is raw and honest and poignant, relevant, and I absolutely adored it. And I would recommend this film to anybody because it's almost like an exercise in how not to get divorced. So Marriage Story is going to get a firm 10 out of 10 from me. What I love about Nicole, she is a mother who plays, really plays. What I love about Charlie, he loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like waking up at night. She knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. He never lets other people keep him from what he wants to do. Dad, you're too far. I know. It's not easy for her to close a cabinet. He's incredibly neat. She's brave. He's brilliant. She's He's very, very competitive. competitive. So I'll tell Charlie what's happening, and Cassie, you then hand him the envelope. I just get nervous. Can you unserve? What do you mean, like, take it back? Charlie and I are getting a divorce, Mom. You can't be friends with him anymore. Dream on. Charlie Bird. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Mom? What? You know, most people in my business, you're just transactions to them. I like to think of you as people. Oh, OK, good. <laughs> you remind me of myself on my second marriage. gonna do together is tell your story. Did you dye your hair again? No, this is me. You don't like it? Is it shorter? I prefer it longer, but... How are you doing? I 
was, I didn't ever really come along for myself. I was just feeding his aliveness. I'll never get to really be his parent again. He needs to know that I fought for him. It's not as simple as not being in love anymore. Eventually, it'll be the two of you having to figure this out. Together. If we start from a place of reasonable and they start from a place of crazy, when we settle, we'll be somewhere between reasonable and crazy. Jumanji! Yeah, it's time to go back into the jungle and join Jumanji and find out what's been going on. Love this first film that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Thought it was clever, thought it was witty, thought the performances were really, really good. And I would say that the next level is an improvement on those tropes, but also... It's pretty much the same plot as the first film, as in Welcome to the Jungle, but they've just turned the dial up to 11, when I really, really enjoyed it. So obviously we've got Dwayne Johnson back, we've got Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillian, and I just think that the whole success story of Jumanji is the idea of being in somebody else's body. So it's a body swap comedy, which have always done well. If you think back to Freaky Friday, which I obviously remember the Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan version, which I think to me is actually the the definitive version. But a lot of the humour that you got from that movie translates really well into Jumanji. And what I loved is the fact that, I mean, how can you not love the fact that Danny DeVito becomes Dwayne Johnson? And Dwayne Johnson is really good at imitating DeVito's characteristics. And I think it's brilliant. And there's a lot of body swapping in this. So it doesn't only happen the first time when they enter Jumanji. There's a lot of swapping going on. And I really, really liked that. Story-wise, like I said, it's pretty much the first film. It's interesting. It's funny. It's um, got a, a villain in it, which, you know... You can't really remember by the end. You only remember the funny bits with the, when the team are together. So, yeah, really, really good. And I think that the links to the very, very first movie with Robin Williams were really nicely done. And there are some really obvious connections to that very first film in this the next level. And I'm looking forward to what to see what happens in the next film because I think that now... They're really comfortable and confident with what they've created. So now they can start to bring elements of that very, very first movie from the 90s into the Jumanji franchise. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I really, really wish that Robin Williams was still around to get involved because I think he'd be really happy to see how popular Jumanji has become. And it is all down to him because he was fantastic in that first film. So 
Jumanji, the next level, there's a lot of things in it that are spoilers, which is why I haven't gone too deep into the plot. I want you to enjoy the ride. It is a ride. The special effects are great. There's a couple of sequences, especially on uh, on a bridge, which is thrilling and very, very well executed. So I'm going to give Jumanji 8 out of 10. the jungle this is a whole new thing nobody told us we had to do a whole new thing okay something went wrong come on i'm coming grandpa eddie morning did you guys see spencer is that i think he went back in we gotta go get him you know something we haven't even picked our guys yet Are we in Florida? Oh my God. Wait. We're in the wrong body! My joints feel like butter. Oh no. I feel loose myself. This can't be happening! I came back and things actually got worse. Look at this. One, two, three. We have some issues here. The game is busted. Listen up now. This is a dangerous place. You've got to have eyes in the back of your head. What in the Sam Hill? just happened to him what the hell is this would you look at me i haven't looked like this since never you look like this never i think my eyes are a different color all of you is a different color check this out strengths and weaknesses linguistics oh goodness nunchucks that's new damn that's a good list weaknesses heat sun and sand how is this guy a character in an adventure game Man, it is hot out here! We have to find Spencer and Bethany. This next adventure is even more challenging. This time, not all of you will leave the game alive. Bethany thought you might need some help. Where is Bethany? She's right here. She says, oh my God, like I'm a total horse. Yep, that's Bethany. Hey! It's terrible driving. What are you talking about? I just passed my driver's test last month again. We're not going to make it. We're going to make it. I don't think we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're not going to make it. Yes, I'm back. I missed you so much. Oh my God, you guys, hi. Bethany? You guys, we're back in Jumanji. So I had the, let's say, misfortune of attending the premiere of Black Christmas here in the UK. And I'm just going to lay it on the line. I've never seen the biggest load of tosh in my whole life. This is going to go down in films I love most history with two other movies, I think. Um, So a group of female students are being stalked by a stranger during their Christmas break. That is until the young sorority pledges discover that the killer is part of an underground college conspiracy. That's the plot. It is so on the nose that it hurts it feels like you're being repeatedly punched in the nose with the message and it's a very important message but it's really well handled so the sorority uh pledges one of them who riley who's played by imogen potts who's probably the best thing in this film 
she was sexually assaulted a couple of years earlier and the guy who assaulted her is coming back to the college for part of a charity event which happens every year at Christmas. She sees him, she humiliates him in front of a big group of people by singing a song about um, him raping her and then one by one the girls start to get killed off and you think it's all to do with this but it actually turns out that it's a demonic cult that are trying to suppress women because they feel like that women have got above and beyond the expectations of what they should be aspiring to. I found it massively offensive. If I was a woman, I mean, only on a Thursday, but if I was a woman, I would look at this and just go, all right, I can see the message. It's a very important message. Of course, it should be out there and we should be supporting it. But no way, Jose, should we be doing it like this? It was so, so wrong. It really, really was. And I can't imagine that anybody would watch it and think, oh, good job. Yeah, that was a really good way to get the point across. It really, really wasn't. Um, it's not scary. It's not It's particularly violent. For a 15 movie, there was a serious lack of ri- of any thrills or spills. <clears throat> the first time that uh, you see one of the killers, it's I thought it was a Saturday Night Live comedy sketch. It was so bad. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to give Black Christmas 2 out of 10. And the only reason I've given it 2 is for Imogen Poots's portrayal of the character Riley. Because she was actually quite believable at times. So yeah, Black Christmas, 2 out of 10. Avoid. Just make sure that you'll have a white Christmas this year. So when looking at films for the week that I want to go and see so that I can review them for you guys, never in a million years did I think that I would see Gremlins at Cineworld in a 4K restoration in 4DX. Yes, you heard me, 4DX. So if any of you don't know what 4DX is, it's where you're basically strapped in a chair and during the movie you're thrown around in your seat. There's water, a wind that all sprays in your face. So it's basically like, you know, at Disney I always remember Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which I used to love. It's pretty much like that, except the chairs just like throw you around so you end up getting whiplash. But um, Gremlins was the last film I'd expect to have that treatment. But... (laughs) it happened and gremlins is one of my favorite christmas films i think it's such a well written film and the concept is great and you know i still don't understand how you can't feed something after midnight because surely it's always after midnight so i'm not quite sure you know how that is meant to happen but plot holes besides it was a funny experience when um the gremlins jumped in the water, I I got wet. When they were throwing things and firing, you know, arrows, I was feeling the arrows whiz past me. It was, a, it was an experience. It was great. I mean, not the film that I think 4DX was built for, but definitely, definitely an enhanced experience. So, gremlins, I always give it 10 out of 10 because I do love the film. Gremlins 4DX... Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit distracting when you're really into the film and suddenly you just start jolting around for no apparent reason. 
So I would recommend Gremlins, just maybe not in this capacity. It's your new dip. Number one, you gotta keep him out of bright light. Number two, keep him away from water. This is incredible. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight. these things gremlins how come a cute little guy like this can turn into a thousand ugly monsters that was mrs deagle i'll bet every kid in america would like to have one they might even replace the dog as the family pet. Very, very lucky I am. Yep. Because not only did I get to see Jojo Rabbit and the film festival, but I've also been invited to go and see it slightly before its release date. So it's going to be two weeks before it's released. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, a young boy in Hitler's army, finds out that his mother has hidden a Jew in their home. And how does he react to that? Well, Jojo Rabbit, I'm not going to give the full review today. I'm going to do that when it's officially released because I don't want to give any spoilers away. But what I will say is you have to go and see it. It's a beautifully well-structured, funny comedy about Nazis, which you never thought would tickle your fancy. But I can guarantee you this is definitely worth a watch. It's uplifting. It's full of great performances. The music's funny and... It actually has a very, very strong message, especially, especially in the days we are living in now. So what I would say is get out, watch Jojo Rabbit and let us know what you think at the Films I Love Most podcast on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Or you can email us at filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. His master Jojo. You're a top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, <laughs> ambush techniques, them blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. Abadam comes to When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend come in so much trouble. <laughs> You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Hitler, I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. (laughs) Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. You know what I am? Sit. A Jew. Gesundheit. That was intense. What am I going to do? No idea. Got it! I've been negotiating. Go down the house and blame Winston Churchill. Or negotiate. If I tell on you, you'll be in big trouble. They'll never win. Love is the strongest thing in the world. Your mother took me in. She's kind. She treats me like a person. You two seem to be getting on well. She doesn't seem like a bad person. 
I'm the enemy. You're not a Nazi, Jojo. You're a 10-year-old kid who likes dressing up in a funny uniform and wants to be part of a club. God. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi. Hello, it's Keith here from the Films I Love Most podcast. So this Christmas... The Films I Love Most podcast is launching their Film and Friendship Forever campaign. Whether you are young, middle-aged or an older person, loneliness is prevalent in all our lives at some point. Here at the Films I Love Most podcast this Christmas, we would like you to reach out into the community and form a film friendship. Whether it's with an old friend, a new friend or someone that you haven't spoken to in a while, we would like you to invite them to go and watch a film with you. You can go to the cinema, you can watch a film at home on the TV, wherever you choose, you will be together. Let's help put a stop to loneliness this Christmas with the film and friendships forever. You can also donate to our Christmas chosen charity on Facebook, which this year is Shelter, helping the homeless across the UK. Just go onto the Film I Love Most podcast Facebook page where you can donate. Thank you so much and Merry Christmas. Let's shrink the screen for a moment, shall we, and make it a small screen and talk about the small screen. Yes, this week has been very interesting when it comes to TV. It's been the conclusion of many of my favourite TV shows, Castle Rock, which ended beautifully I'm so pleased I'm its number one fan if any of you have seen it you'll get the reference and Watchmen ended today I saw the last episode heartbroken but fantastic I really don't have any words apart from that this show has been my life and it has opened up my mind to a lot of concepts behind the comic it's Full of spectacular performances, especially Regina King, who is now up there with my favourite actresses of all time. I love her. And of course, the big twist, the return of, if you haven't seen it, put your fingers in your ears now, Dr. Manhattan. Like my favourite comic book character of all time came back and I literally was in heaven. What the icing on the top of the cake is Jeremy Irons as Adrian Velt because he was just perfect in the role. It's a it's an absolute stellar piece of casting, and I really hope that they do more with the Watchmen concept and within the Watchmen world because I think it's really really interesting. And the way they they wrapped up this season was brilliant. I mean, it's it's a masterpiece. 
if you are a fan of the comic, watch the series. It just adds a whole new layer. And if you haven't read the comic before, I mean, you get so much more out of it if you've read it and then watch the series, but you can watch the series and enjoy it. And it's got so much in there and I can't wait for it to come back if it comes back. It's not been greenlit yet. And Servant. Okay, let's talk about this. This is, I mean, it's got Rupert Grint in it. So there you go. Any Harry Potter fans, you should be sitting up now going, pardon, what? He's in what? Ron Weasley is in this horrific, claustrophobic horror series on Apple Plus? Yes, he is. Servant is a story of a couple who lost a baby. To deal with the loss of the baby, a psychiatrist suggested that they have a doll. A doll, yes, like Annabelle. To nurse and look after, after the wife of the couple has a severe mental breakdown. They think that a doll would help her sort of come through until she recovers one day they decide to hire a nanny for the doll yep stick with me and the husband obviously knows that this is a ridiculous situation but asks the nanny to go along with it the next morning they wake up and the doll has magically become a real baby how it happened what's going on we don't know yet but we know it's got something to do with the nanny it's got something to do with maybe some black magic going on. Some supernatural stuff going down. I'm not sure. But it's actually really enjoyable and interesting. And the characterizations are good. It's primarily set all in one house. Which is a really interesting way of setting a drama like this. Because it's got very little location work going on. It's got probably four, five characters that you see regularly. And it still keeps you engaged and still keeps you guessing about what's going to happen next, which I think is a real feat. And I'm really enjoying it. I mean, is it brilliant? Is it well scripted? Is it, you know, a masterpiece? No, not even near. But is it engaging and interesting and concept driven yes it is so if you haven't seen it watch servant it's not too bad <laughs> don't put that on the poster um and what else have we got to be looking at oh his dark materials we had the penultimate episode this week next week the last episode will be out and we will know how lyra gets through this turbulent time in her life and what Mrs. Coulter and Lord Ezrael are all about because at the moment it's baffling. I have read the first book recently as well. The series inspired me to read his dark materials and the first book is amazing. I cannot recommend the books enough. They are really, really well written and Philip Pullman is slowly becoming one of my favourite authors. So yes, his dark materials last episode out next week. Of course, we'll be discussing it here. If you don't like spoilers, 
um, you know, you just have to play it by ear and we'll see what we talk about. Or you can go and watch the entire series of his Dark Materials now on BBC iPlayer. Well, I say the entire series, it's right up to the penultimate episode. But go and watch it because it is brilliant and it's had some real care and money spent on it. And it really shows and it's definitely one of my top 10 TV shows of the year. So get out there, get your alethiometer out and try and predict where the show is going and we'll tell you next week. So it's time for the film I love most. Not I, you love most. And this week we've got the lovely Sammy. Now I've known Sammy for quite a few years. I'm not going to tell you how many because it will show my age. But we worked together at a very famous location in Paris. <laughs> There's snipers everywhere. I can't tell you where, how or why. And Sammy's gorgeous and amazing and beautiful. And I cannot wait to find out what film she loves most. Take it away, Sammy. Hello, darling. It's Amy Sammy. The film I love most is really appropriate for this time of year, actually. It's actually The Grinch, uh, directed by Ron Howard. Super funny, um, wicked, in fact, like quite dark humour. Makes me laugh a lot. Um, but also has that Christmas magic about it, like pulls on your heartstrings, it's really beautiful visually. I love it, very colourful. Um, and I would watch it all year round. I really, I really, really do enjoy it. Um, so just for all round and watching multiple times, I would say the film I love most is The Grinch. Anyway, hope you're well. Love you lots. Bye. Love you too, Sammy. And thank you very much for your contribution. The Grinch. Yeah, well, there's been a couple of versions of The Grinch out over the years. I always remember this really strange sort of low-key animated version that used to be on when I was a kid. And then, obviously, Jim Carrey came out with The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, which was a really popular film at the time. Um, and then The Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch last year. So let's talk talk about The Grinch Who Stole Christmas to start with. Um, like Sammy says, most of these Grinch films are very, very bright, colourful festive but with that dark twist with you know the character of the Grinch being at times quite scary I'm I've always been quite scared of the Grinch I don't think he's a very attractive character in many ways his attitude the way he looks his mannerisms the you know the way he holds himself is quite sort of monster-like and creature-like it's almost like Guillaume de Toro has created the Grinch and in some ways, I like that. I, I always remember being quite wary of it. The Grinch has become a very big character for people to dress up as at around Christmas time. I saw a man dressed as the Grinch in Shaftesbury Avenue about two days ago, running across the road towards me, and I it was a proper flight or or fight moment. Um, I did neither. I stood still and, and cried. But very, very interesting how the Grinch films have caught the imagination of the nation and the world because to me they are a little bit dark and disturbing especially for Christmas time 
this is coming from the person who's just said that Gremlins is one of his favourite Christmas films. Um, Sweet, A Lovely Heart, Redemption Story also, which I think works really, really well. And Jim Carrey's performance as the Grinch is an all-in performance. You know, he just pulls no punches with it. It's absolutely incredible. The Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch, the animated version, is, again, very close to the source material, which I think that the Jim Carrey film deviates slightly from. But it's a lot more cutesy. It works well for younger children, better than the sort of live action version because that is slightly more real and terrifying (laughs) i think that the animated version works perfectly for its target audience dr zeus is obviously a very popular franchise it's there's been quite a few films released about it um over the years including films like cat in a hat so as a sort of world building franchise i'm quite surprised there hasn't been more films that have included the Grinch in them. But all in all, I think both the films have a place. I do really enjoy them. The the live-action film, like I said, does sometimes send shivers down my spine. I'm not quite sure whether I'm watching a kid-friendly film or the most disturbing horror movie ever. But I like it, and I give The Grinch with Jim Carrey 10 out of 10. It hits the spot. And The Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch, give it an 8 out of 10. It's a little bit more cutesy and not as engaging for me. But yeah, thank you so much, Sammy. And uh, please, please, I hope you can come back on the Films I Love Most podcast again soon. There is nothing like a good ghost story at Christmas. Am I right? Thank you very much, Charles Dickens, for creating that tradition. So let's head over to South Korea for probably one of the most creepiest films I've ever seen. Of course, it is The Tale of Two Sisters. This is a perfect Christmas movie, I think, because it really does send you straight under the duvet, clinging to dear life to, you know, your partner or a pillow, depending on your status. And um, yeah, I just think that Tale of Two Sisters has that element of utter terror that is missing from a lot of really good horror films or ghost stories. This is the first film, I think, that made me jump in a way that I sort of lost seconds of my life. And it has one particular image that is totally ingrained in me. So to find this film for a pound is an absolute gem. And someone has. And here's my review. It's about two sisters that come to stay with their father after a mysterious event which has happened. The stepmother is an absolute witch. She treats them like dirt. She's horrible. She calls them names. She is cruel. She's a typical stepmother, basically. And the girls only have each other for comfort and to look out for each other. And I think that that part of the story is really well realised. And um, Kim ji Woon, who makes the film, is a genius at setting that atmosphere from the word go. From the moment that those girls get out of the car, 
there's something very strange going on with them. And as the story unravels, it's really interesting to see how that plays out. The scares in it, like I said, are really well orchestrated. And without going too far, it really just brings that sense of dread and intrigue that really gets under your skin and makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. It is a ghost story. I wouldn't class it as a horror film. There's a lot of emotional stuff in there as well. The girls have lost their mother under tragic circumstances. That is all part of the plot that unravels. It is amazing. It's one of my favourite films of that genre, especially coming from Asia. I, I love Asian horror films. I love The Ring, uh, The Grudge, all those horror films that came out around the same time. And I just remember watching the tale of two sisters and being utterly gripped by it. And when it had finished, just thought that is probably one of the most amazing, well put together films of its genre I've ever seen. And I would highly recommend it, even if you don't like horror movies. It also works on lots of different levels. It's a really good thriller as well. It's a ghost story. It's a love story between two sisters. And I think it's perfect for Christmas. Why wouldn't you watch it? I dare you. 10 out of 10 from me for Tale of Two Sisters. And that was Film Found for a Pound. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. I'm having a little boogie here to myself. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Um, There's a new episode coming up very, very soon because it's going to be our Christmas special. Our very first Christmas special. I'm hoping that in like 30, 40 years time, we'll look back at our first Christmas special and go, wow, that was special. So... We will be back. Of course, we will be reviewing Star Wars, which I'm very excited about and which could possibly take up a three quarters of the podcast. But I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that someone will stop me before I give too much away, which of course I won't. But you know me, I will. So, yes, very, very excited for our very first Christmas special. Please, please, I say it every week, but it's very, very true. This podcast is nothing without you. Please get on in contact with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Email us at filmilovemostpodcast. No, filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. My goodness, I always mess it up. And of course, we have our Christmas competition still going. We've had about 14 entries, which isn't very much, but everyone's got it right so far. But I would definitely try and get it in before the closing date, which is the 22nd of December. If you go back through previous episodes of the Films I Love Most podcast, there are little hints and clues and one words clues that you will find to name my favourite Christmas movie. Find those, email me at filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com and you could win a goodie bag full of Christmas film treats. So please, please, please do get involved with that. 
don't forget films and friendship you can go and donate to shelter on our facebook page please do because it's a very worthy charity and take your best mate out to watch a film over christmas or get them round get your pajamas on and watch something christmasy watch love actually or something because we don't want people to be lonely at christmas time do we and we want to make sure that all our friends are feeling loved at this very special time of year so please go and find your friend and treat them to a movie or two so we will be back in a few days time not long to wait for the christmas special thank you so much for joining me on the films i love most podcast and merry christmas goodbye don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook and twitter just search films i love most podcast Christmas.